0: One of the most misunderstood curses of solopreneurship is this notion that you literally have to do everything on your own in your business forever or else you're not solo. You're not a solopreneur. It's this thing that everybody's confused about. Like, am I allowed to hire people? Do I have to do everything myself? And the problem is that unless you want to be stressed out, overworked, face burnout, make less money, have less time with your loved ones, and take longer to hit your goals, the fact is you're gonna need some help. And there's three ways that you can get that help. You can eliminate, automate, or delegate. And that's what we're talking about today. But then the next question becomes, when is the right time for you to apply these things into your business? And the spoiler alert before you watch the rest of this, it's probably right now. You know, for me, I've been so glued to the content creation hamster wheel that I hardly have any energy to improve the products and the services that I sell. And it sounds like a pretty backwards business model, right? Yeah tell me about it. And now that you, me, and my wallet are all on the same page, I'm going to share how I'm actively applying these three elements into a specific part of my business in hopes that you're going to be able to gain some insight into how you can do the same. It's time that you give yourself the opportunity to earn more and get more done, all while working less. Hey, welcome to the M&M Podcast, where I drop weekly tips and insights to empower your one-person business growth as I learn what works and what doesn't along my own solo business journey. With an emphasis on content creation, marketing, and overall principles of success, this show is built to be a resource that fuels your effort in building the life and the business that you've always wanted. My name's Evan Shank, a dad, a husband, and also a full-time operator of my own one-person business where every single day I'm making a lot of mistakes, having a handful of wins, and sharing everything I learn along the way. Thanks for being here and welcome to the show. You see, over the past year, I've been making an extremely heavy push towards creating and posting more content across the internet in hopes of building my personal brand and my business by providing valuable ideas and insights to new and aspiring one-person businesses. I have all the pieces in place to produce and distribute my weekly video podcast and then the repurposed short-form content that comes from it. But there are some major issues that I'm running into lately. The first is the lack of time to do it all myself. There's only so many hours in a day. And if you've run a business on your own or done anything on your own, you know what I'm talking about. The other problem I'm running into is the lack of skill to make the content the absolute best that it can be. For context, here's a quick look at the 21-step process of making my video content each and every week. Get ready. It's exhausting, but I will blast through it and you'll start to see what I'm talking about here. First, determine topic. Then I write the pillar entry. Then I have to proof, edit, and finalize that entry. Then I set up this home office for video recording then I record the video like I'm doing right now I have to then import and arrange the files on my desktop import and set up the project inside of the video editing software that I use which right now is the software called descript it's the video editing software for non editors essentially it works really well and then within there I have to edit the video which there are so many additional steps and skills that are required just for this one line item and then after you're done editing the video you have to export it then I upload it to YouTube as a private video I don't want it going out to the world quite yet. Then I have to determine the title and the thumbnail, make sure I have that figured out, and then get the thumbnail created, and then optimize the YouTube video title, the description, the tags, the timestamps, the end cards, etc. Everything that goes along with setting up your YouTube video for the best chances of success possible. And then after I do that, I have to upload the whole entire final video edit to the podcast hosting platform, which I use Spotify for Podcasters because they accept MP4 video files so that I can truly do a video podcast like you're watching or listening to right now and then I have to schedule it for publishing on the same weekend that the YouTube video goes out that the blog gets released and that the email newsletter goes out and once all that scheduling is done then I take that full entire edit and I put it through my repurposing software I use Opus clip and video AI to kind of help me out with just pulling out the best clips and it speeds up my workflow highly recommend and then I download all those clips and shorts that I want to produce transfer all of those raw clips and shorts that the software spit out to me I take that over back into Descript the video editing software so that I can then then edit, trim, and enhance and export each clip or short one by one. Again, many, many steps and skills required just for that one task. <laughs> I know we're getting a little overwhelmed here, but then I have to organize all of those final files on my computer, upload them into Google Drive, and then optimize the titles and descriptions of those micro pieces, those shorts, like we're talking about, and then put them into my scheduling software, which I use Metricool to schedule all of my social media posts. I've recently started using it and really enjoying it. So you could see this is really overwhelming. And the fact is, this is just the video side of the content creation equation that I'm talking about. And since we're only talking video so far, there's still the blog, email newsletter, tweets, tweet shots or image carousels that I use across certain platforms, and then the threads or long form text posts that get created from this weekly pillar entry every week that I'm writing. And obviously you can see that a lot of my working hours are spent on this content machine every single week and I enjoy it, but I am just at my wits end. I've got to figure something out. And even on top of that, that's not really exactly the problem. My major hang is that I'm doing almost all of this manually. I literally have no time or energy to build, promote, and sell my current and future products and services to build a business. And the equation is no cash plus no time plus no sales equals, you guessed it, No business. It's time to fix this mess before I'm forced to just pack it in and never return again. So let's start looking at how we can fix this whole mess. And we'll use myself as the example. This is real time. This is stuff I'm going through right now. That's why I'm writing about it and very passionate about this topic. And hopefully it can help you if you're feeling stuck in the same area as well. The first step is eliminate. The thing that continues to ring over and over in my head is Pareto's principle or AKA the 80 20 rule. The 80-20 rule suggests that in almost all circumstances, nearly 80% of your results are coming from 20% of your efforts. And if this is the case, then clearly there are some things on my plate that I ought to eliminate immediately. But for the sake of brevity and our attention spans here, let's just look at one element that I think clearly needs to go right away. You see, in the nature of just trying to build audience and build brand, the best thing I feel I could be doing is posting across every single social media platform that pretty much exists. And so right now I'm active on five social media platforms. We've got YouTube, X, AKA Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Those are the ones that I'm on all the time. But the fact is I've only really been truly enjoying two of them. And ironically, those are the only two that are actually showing any signs of growth at this time. So it's starting to make sense. And the two platforms that are working for me right now that I'm enjoying as well, YouTube and X. That's where I'd like to be. And so starting immediately, I will be pouring all of my content creation efforts into maximizing my impact on those platforms specifically. I'm not deleting my other accounts by any means, but for now, I'm not gonna be going above and beyond to grow the other accounts. I'll still post on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn when a piece of content that I make specifically for X or YouTube will fit the platform well, whether it's the content that's on it or the format of that content, but I'm not gonna be checking my DMs all the time, actively seeking out new connections, or commenting on other people's posts on a daily or even weekly basis. Essentially, my focus has just been way too split up to this point, and it's really just leading to subpar results and overall exhaustion and frustration. And eventually, I'll come back around to these one by one and reignite that flame as it makes sense to do so. So on the topic of elimination, in a nutshell, you can ask yourself, first off, what areas of my business just seem like wasted efforts right now? Where am I putting in all of this energy and there's very little return and it's showing no signs of changing anytime soon. The next question is, are they even critical to your short-term goals? Let's pay attention to our short-term goals before we start chasing after the long-term ones, okay? I've met some really ambitious solopreneurs over my journey that are so focused on the long-term that sometimes they end up sabotaging themselves in the short-term. And if you do that, even though it seems admirable that you have a big vision and you're looking way out into the future, if you can't survive and succeed in the short-term, how in the world are you ever going to get to the next chapter, to the next year, or the next phase of this long term plan? So ask yourself the things that you're doing are they critical to your short term goals? And the last question you could ask yourself regarding elimination is if it wasn't a burden, would it dramatically improve your business or your life? And if the answer is not a huge yes, then it should probably be pretty obvious what you do next with it. And here's just an overall piece of wisdom that I think perfectly fits with this topic right here. The fewer things you have to do in order to succeed, the faster you'll get there. Seems obvious, but that's how it goes. And at this point, now we've talked about elimination and I'm already starting to feel better. We're taking some things off my plate. Hopefully you're considering doing that for yourself as well. So let's keep it going, shall we? Step two, automate. Hey, real quick. I've done a bunch of research on what helps podcasts like this grow and the data continues to prove that this one thing can make or break your show, and that is audience engagement. So I have one small ask that requires almost nothing from you, but would mean everything to me if you could do the following. If you're watching this on YouTube, please tap the like button and then subscribe to the channel. And no, because you subscribed doesn't mean that I'm going to blow up your feed from now on. But if you're catching this episode on your favorite podcast streaming, but if you're catching this episode on a different podcast streaming app, be sure to rate the show from your device and consider following the show as well. Those quick actions take about 3 seconds and it directly supports this content and my business. All done with it? Awesome. Let's jump back into the show. It's awesome because we live in this really cool time where technology can be the best business wingman if we give ourselves the chance to play around with it and find where it's best used in our business. Whether it be sales, marketing, content creation, payment processing, bookkeeping, email replies, customer support, the list goes on and on and on. It's becoming more and more silly in fact to not automate certain elements of your business or life for that matter. Alexa, tell me I'm doing a really good job. We're still working on it. Anyway, in the example of my recurring content creation requirements, there are a lot of tasks that can be automated to take back a lot of my time and mental energy. And I'll give you four that popped into my head automatically as I was preparing for this episode. The first one is, again, using the commands from Amazon, Echo, Alexa, whatever you want to call it, to turn on my recording setup. Alexa, turn off the lamp. Okay. Actually, I need that. Alexa, turn the lamp on. Okay. Boom. There you go. I use those types of commands to turn on the camera, this main light that's on my face right now, the lights in the back, and a lot of other things that are part of this recording setup. So it does help me save some time there. The next thing is using the Descript video editor that I mentioned earlier to easily pull transcripts from my recordings. The other software tools that I like to use that really help me in my workflow get more done using technology is AI repurposing tools such as Opus Clip and Video AI to pull out the best clips to use for shorts. And then right along with that is the social media scheduling aspect. Yes, it requires some manual work on the front end, but once I've put all of the stuff in there and batch scheduled everything, I have content that's gonna come out all the time and it's hands-free, I don't have to worry about it. And I'm sure there's a bunch more that I could add, so I'm open to your feedback and suggestion on what else you think I could automate in my current business setup. Leave a comment down below. So really in this process, it becomes the question of, if it's not worth eliminating, can this be automated? So consider automating elements of your business that are extremely repetitive in nature, don't require much of a human touch to be done well. And obviously AI is gaining traction on this quickly, but for now there's plenty of things that still requires a human. Which we'll get to next. Or it could be worth automating if it can be done through the integration of multiple digital tools. Using a tool like Zapier, you can start to connect softwares that typically wouldn't talk to each other. And now all of a sudden you have things that automate, especially for data entry or transferring data or uploading files and moving them over here and then checking off this task. There's all sorts of stuff you can do with it. Those are great ideas to set up automations around so that it's just less work, less stress on you. The burden starts to lighten up. And just from the examples in my workflow that I shared, I'm easily saving between 20 and 30 hours each and every week, which means if I wasn't using the automation in my business, I would literally have to work more hours than there even are in a day. I don't know how you work more than 24 hours in a 24 hour time span, but that's what I would have to do if I wasn't automating certain things and leveraging technology in my business. That's insane and it's impossible. Remember, automation is your friend, and it's really not that hard to use. So start by automating one simple task in your business this week. It'll take you probably two to three hours to set up at most, and it will continue to save you time to infinity and beyond. All right, now that we're actively eliminating and automating things, there's one major hurdle between my current state of chaos and the green, green grass on the other side of the fence. It's time for step three, delegate. You know, I guess it makes sense, but delegation can often be this point of contention for solopreneurs because we feel like we have to do everything ourselves in order to be a solopreneur. But I think you and I can agree, it's time that we loosen up a little bit on this because newsflash, there are no rules that you have to adhere to. Just do what's best for you, your customers, and your business, period. You may stay a solopreneur. You may never hire somebody. You may go from solopreneur to entrepreneur because you start building a huge business. You start buying up office space, bringing in full-time employees, whatever. Remember, it's about what's best for you, your customers, and your business. At the end of the day, nothing else matters. And on this point of delegation, stop doing things that somebody else can do for you. Usually solo business owners shy away from delegating tasks to someone because they either don't want to or don't know how to manage someone, which I understand. They don't wanna pay for it. They don't have these systems in place for somebody else to come on board their team, or they just hate the idea of having to find, train, and manage the talent, which I understand. And I know this because I am this. Those are all friction points that I've had and things that I've said out loud and internally around this idea of delegation. But last year, I finally hired a virtual assistant from the Philippines, and it's been an absolute game changer, I swear. She's smart, dependable, flexible, teachable, and affordable. She's happy for the work, and I'm happy to have her doing it. Now, I need a video editor. In fact, by the time that this is hitting your ears and your eyeballs, I will have interviewed four candidates across the globe to come on board as my video editor slash content creation assistant. We're still working out titles and everything. I mean, I know how to edit a B minus to B plus type video, but again, I'm not going to grow from where I'm at today into the next chapter of my personal brand and business if I continue to put out B grade content. I need an A plus editor to help me take my content to the next level. Everything spins up from there. And there's this ever present time element as well. I'm spending so much time cranking out just good enough edits that I have no time to improve and release new offers that actually build my business and feed my family of four, plus our little family dog. He's a golden doodle. (laughs) And I'm so excited about getting this editor in place, it's almost concerning. And my next big offer will actually require one, likely several, A-grade editors to get the wheels turning. So I'm looking forward to getting the ball rolling on this thing. And what I'm gonna do is just start with some part-time work, have them help me in that capacity, and then we can naturally build from there if it makes sense to do so. It's no big deal, we're looking at the short-term and taking it one step at a time. And with this, hiring the editor is going to save me about 20 hours a week, immediately. And the quality of my content will go up and it'll help me with launching this new offer. I wonder at this point, if you'd be able to guess what it is. I'll spill the beans very soon. So just stay tuned. Make sure you hit subscribe if you haven't already. That's a nice little spot to put that in there. (laughs) Okay. So how do you know if you need to delegate parts of your business? Maybe think about it from this angle. Does the thing require a human touch to be done correctly? Does it require skill that you just don't have? or you lack the appropriate amount of? Is it something that can be done way cheaper by somebody else? Or is it something that you just absolutely hate doing? Delegating work is equal parts scary at first, but also very, very liberating. It just gives you this nice sense of peace knowing that things are getting done the right way by somebody who's actually hired to do that specifically. You start to feel really empowered with the work that you're doing and all of the things that are starting to get done in your business. And the sooner you give it a shot and start small if you'd like, the sooner you'll realize what you've been missing out on this whole entire time. And it's really easy as one, two, three. I mean, now that we've gone over what I'm doing to level up my business and take back more of time for myself and to do the things that I love, let's lay out the order in which to go about all of this, which may be self-explanatory, but it's worth just touching on one more time. Ask yourself these questions in this order. First, what can or should I eliminate today? And then after you've eliminated that, question two is what tedious or repetitive tasks could I automate this week? And after you've automated some things and eliminated some things, then ask this third and final question, what tasks can be done cheaper or better by somebody else? And if you carry this out in this order, your life and your business will begin to blossom like never before. And so the action item for you, I know I've given you a lot of tactical questions to ask yourself so that you can start improving your business and your life from today's episode, but what's the one to two things in your business that kept coming up in your mind as you were listening to this today? What's holding you back from eliminating it, automating it, or delegating it? Make sure you leave a comment down below and let me know. I'll absolutely reply and I'm super happy to help. It's what it's all about, us learning and growing and helping each other so that we can all win. If any of today's episode resonated with you, then it's clear that it's time for both of us to level up. Till next time, peace. If you enjoyed this episode, there's plenty more content on this channel ready for you right now. If you're catching this on YouTube, consider dropping a like and be sure to hit the subscribe button before you leave because that simple action exponentially helps this channel grow. I value your time and attention. So thank you for sticking around. You're the best. And until next time, peace.